You are listening to You Heard It Here Second, episode 25. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. More information can be found on our website, derekandsteve.com. What if it was Kobe versus Ooh. LeBron in the finals? Kobe, Kobe versus LeBron. For you. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's really tough. That, I know. That's Yeah, wow. Derek and Steve present... A lot of white pants, which we can talk yep. about. A lot of bros. Yeah, yeah, they were dressed like bros. They were doing bro stuff. Couldn't yeah. go anywhere else. Yeah. You were stuck where you were, so they're like... Yeah. Oh, <laughs> water? Yeah, that's $12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's and, an and, island. Uh, I like to call it the LeBron Classic this time of year in June, uh, when you can bank on LeBron losing in the NBA Finals. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 25 of You Heard It Here Second. I'm Derek. This is Steve. Steve, Steve you have some questions for me, I, I, I think, right? You have a random question. Darn it. I thought you were going to say, how's, how's it, it going? going? Or what's yes. going on? Or what's going on? Or how, how are you doing? Or something. <laughs> Those are your go-tos. Those are my um, go-tos. So, my question today for you is, Derek, you have a choice. You have one choice. You can pick between... Getting to punch LeBron in the stomach as hard as you want. Okay. As hard as you want. And no repercussions. Like, it, it's it's totally fine. You don't get fined. You don't get yep. arrested or whatever. Yep. So the life goes back to normal afterwards. Or you get paid $70 cash. <laughs> what do you choose to do? Great question. I... So, so it boils down to what I pay seventy dollars to punch LeBron in the gut with no repercussions. Seventy is a great number for your question. That's like <laughs> right around the that's right around the point at which I would consider this. Yes, if you, I know. If you gave me a hundred bucks, I would take a hundred bucks. But seventy bucks, that's tough. For for entertainment purposes, I'm gonna go with punching LeBron in the gut. Wow, yeah. you seventy dollars is the price I'll put on it. You'd pay seventy dollars to punch. Give LeBron. me seventy five. I'd probably take the money. Seventy bucks, I'll punch him. Cool. Well. That's a new segment that I'm trying is <laughs> That's a good I like that. Challenge uh, Derek. Challenge yeah. Derek. The so Derek uh, those of you who don't know Derek or haven't listened for to 25 episodes of this show <laughs> uh wouldn't know that he is the most logical person <laughs> in the entire world and random questions don't face him. He he analyzes them and answers them as if they are Fact, and, and I will say that you constructed that question well, knowing your audience. Um, and that was because right. You also know that if a question is too difficult, I I won't be able to answer it because I'll have I'm thinking about it, and I will need to take longer. You're like a computer. So so to replace my what's going on, you're gonna have to come up with questions that are concise enough that I'll be able to answer them. And that was a perfect balance, I think. That so. was perfect, and that was off the top of my head. I did. Yeah, not- no, and that's good. That's good. And I can't know about them ahead of time because otherwise, you know, that it would defeat the purpose. So I like uh, it. I, I like would it. take the seventy dollars. I, 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 I that's 70. what I expected. I expected you would take the seventy dollars. Yeah, which that's most people would. Most brutal, people would. Derek. You would punch someone in the stomach. That's just brutal. Just it just it's. Yep. I would. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Uh, all right. So episode twenty-five of you heard it here second. Uh, a quarter of the way there to the one hundred mark. So, uh, reason to celebrate. Are we um, going to have a, a quarter podcast crisis? Uh, maybe, maybe. Because everyone has quarter life crises. Right, right, exactly. Crises. Right. Which, yeah, I'm 25 now, and I'm, I'm having one. Yeah. And you're going to have one soon, too. So. Eh, maybe not. Um, so, anyway, 25% of the way there. Uh, and now, 
Uh, episode 25 has four quarters for you, as usual. We have sports coming up in the first quarter. Uh, we'll get to that as the basketball game that you're all uh, aware of is going on in front of us, so we don't have a final result on that. We'll talk about that soon. Second quarter, we'll have trivia for you. Third quarter, we will do Game of Thrones uh, with the big episode last night, the third to last of the season. And the fourth quarter, we've thrown in uh, a bit of a melting pot for you. We have a few different topics. We have Taco Bell news, as usual, uh, and we have a few other random pieces that we're going to throw in there. So uh, four quarters, and we're packing it all in to episode 25. So let's start right away with sports. Uh, Before we get to the big national stories, we want to close up on the story we talked about last week, which was near and dear to us, which was BC Baseball with their improbable run that kind of captured our attention for a week and a half at least. Oh, man. Um, scintillating, but uh, their run ends as they lose uh, in three games in their best of three series uh, to Miami, uh, the Miami Hurricanes. They fall two games to one. Uh, they did, you know, they fought, they fight back. They take game two. They force the third game in that one, and they hang around for a while. It was a two-run game in the seventh before Miami blew it open. So, uh, obviously, I don't think we expected BC to win the College World Series, but nonetheless, a good run that. Is a, is a little bit of a bright spot to end a year that in sports for this school was was pretty bad as we've documented. It's it's a sad. I mean, it's a great thing for BC and BC baseball, but it's a sad day for BC sports when BC's BC baseball's yeah. like Sweet Sixteen appearance is the best thing that yeah, you've got. Yeah, it, it opens your eyes to yeah. being a little sad and. And and it's not to take away from them. I think it's I think it's great. Oh no, absolutely! I think the run they Unbelievable great. run for for yeah. a team. For first of all, baseball is a they're the sport that's stacked against them. Oh yeah, baseball is a sport at BC that's considered like you could probably ditch it in like a, a Title IX discussion about like oh you need to, to even out the sports like maybe cut this team to get a, like a, a D one lacrosse team or something like that. Right. Um, and to make a run like this, I think, puts a little more weight on our baseball team. To have a player drafted, I think, what was it? 19th. 19th, 19th overall. overall. Yeah, ju- yeah, Justin um, Dunn. So it, it gives BC baseball a little more weight, especially in the ACC, which is a pretty powerful yeah. baseball conference. Right. Um, so it was good. I mean, it's great to see them compete. It's great to have another sport to root for um, and have at least some semblance of a good season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it was kind of, it was fun keeping up with that, with, you know, a- anytime you get to a tournament level, it's fun to watch it. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that we are going to be watching the regular season baseball games next year for, for no. BC because we won't be, but maybe it, we it, should. it doesn't, maybe, yeah, maybe we should. It's true, but it, it doesn't take away from, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's a great treat after so, so a lot of suffering and failure in the past year it was a fun to ha- little to have a team you know just do that yeah and, and you know we we were watching <laughs> don't ask we were watching the cardinals and pirates game on tv st louis cardinals and pittsburgh pirates i don't know why huge rivalry but they were they were talking about the bc baseball uh, yeah. game because miami had kind of a showboating incident in the seventh inning when they hit a grand slam uh to go up nine to three and basically ice that game and you know the, the announcers were kind of were giving credit to Boston College for the run they've made. This is in a St. Louis Cardinals Pittsburgh Pirates game on ESPN. So yeah. it, it it feels like it. You know, there's a little bit of the pity feeling with it sometimes when BC gets this national attention. It's because like, oh look at it, cute little BC it, run, but it, it still is national attention. It didn't really feel like that for baseball, though, right? Because it was almost like the underdog run. Yeah. it's almost like the Cinderella story in March Madness. Yeah. Like everyone kind of roots for them. There's a bit of the pity when it comes to like when they were talking about BC's un, like winless ACC yeah, yeah. football base or football basketball seasons, but in baseball, everyone was kind of rooting for for Boston College. Yeah. I mean, Miami's a powerhouse. Yeah. They've always they they have right. been, they always will be, and they yeah. are at the moment. So yeah. 
Um, yeah, and, and even with and the did, underdog in other sports, the underdog is they're not supposed to be an underdog. Yeah. Like football, the football team is an underdog, but the football team shouldn't have to be an underdog. They should be able to. Yeah. They should be able to be better than they are. We the should, baseball team is is penned as an underdog because of what we've talked about with baseball and the region that they're in. So because BC made it so far into the um, what what do we call it the 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 baseball tournament baseball I tournament yeah. I don't even know what it's called June you, Madness June Madness. Um, we'll, we'll let you know who wins. I mean, I feel like we can't just talk about BC baseball and then be like, all right, that's college baseball for you. Um, so we'll, we'll keep tabs on that and at least yeah. let you know who wins. That's a, that's something that, that's cocktail party talk. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you're from so-and-so school. I heard they won the, the baseball championship. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's it. That's all we have on, on yeah. bird ball. Yeah. And, great one, run and, by and one closing thought, I was seeing BC, uh, Twitter and Instagram and stuff were posting a lot of season ending things like great run and everything. And, uh, you know, they they were retweeting a bunch. They they gained a lot of followers from the Ole Miss area. You know, you know, a lot of the 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 random fans in that area became BC fans. You know, because they host these, you know, those regions host the four teams there. And from everything that the BC Twitter was posting and the athletics page and everything, it seemed like people, you know, like took to a liking of this team when they hosted them in 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 Ole Miss for that you know weekend they were there for the for the regional. So, uh, good impression from BC. A, a very small bright spot to what uh, was a season we don't have to talk about again anymore. I don't think now for three more months. Yeah, because uh, sports I think are over. At I BC hope for, BC until, sports are over this until year. Until football starts, I want them again. to be done so, this year. Uh, we need a break from that. So, uh, so there you go, BC. Uh, moving to a much more painful topic that we will brush over: <laughs> the Pittsburgh Penguins win the Stanley Cup. Barf. Uh, no one is happy about it. Um, Everyone hates it. I guess if we're looking for any silver linings, it's that. One thing we've mentioned in the past is that the Penguins are somehow uh, not consisting of all hateable players. They're they're hateable as a whole. Um, it's, just a fa- it's like a hateable franchise. Yeah. Like I hate a lot of their players. I hate most of their fans. Yeah. And I apologize if you're a Pittsburgh fan, Reed, but <laughs> it's just like not a cool team. It's not a fun team to root for. Like it's just yeah, not, yeah. I, not I mean, good. a lot of people don't like Sidney Crosby. Um, there's a couple bright spots. I like Mike Sullivan, who's their coach. He used to be a Bruins guy for a while. I, I, I've always liked him as a coach. Uh, I, I kind of like Phil Kessel. I think Phil Kessel deserved a championship. So here's He's... the here's the question. <laughs> this is this is how we'll end this segment. Where does Phil Kessel take the Stanley Cup on his day? <laughs> that I his day off? man, I have no clue. I bet I'm gonna say he'll bring it. I'm I'm gonna say that even though Phil Kessel's like 30 something, he's gonna end up back at Minnesota at some college party. Where he went to school, and he's going to be in, and those Minnesota Bros on the on the hockey team are going to be drinking out of the cup. I'm that, that's say, my prediction. I'm going to say Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a better prediction. I'm going to say he goes to Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> and watches some regular season baseball <laughs> and eats a ton of chicken wings. That's I I'm, I can be with that one as well. So uh, Penguins win the cup. Uh, unfortunately, the Sharks can't uh, get the win. We all wanted the Sharks to win, but maybe next year, San Jose. So that brings us to the NBA Finals, which are going on in front of us. It's a pretty close game. We can't, uh, you know, give you the final score or, or analyze the game because we're, we're doing this before it ends. But uh, as of now, uh, Golden State has a 3-1 lead on Cleveland. They're at home here. Uh, they did win a game on the road, which relates to Taco Bell news. We'll talk about Huge later. Taco um, Bell news. And so uh, it's a 3-1 to series. Draymond Green, though, is suspended for Game 5, which we can talk about first. For, so, for literally... I'm. <laughs> And you could believe this out. I don't know what you're gonna do, but for literally punching people in the dick, for like, 
Yeah. All I, I mean, the time. So, so, so like all the like yeah, the, multiple times, like probably four or five times. The cumulative, the cumulative flagrant foul rule was it was like they they jumped in a time machine and they saw Draymond Green this yeah. year and they were like we need a rule to make sure that somebody who does this doesn't just like always do it. <laughs> Why is that your move? It's I don't it's know. It's a bad move. I don't know. And and so I, I mean the I I saw some reaction which I tend to agree with in that it is strange how the NBA inconsistently calls this this rule. Like the fact that the Steven Adams play was not called a flagrant foul yeah and this one was is, is really mind twisting but but i guess that's the purpose of the rule the, the cumulative rule is that eventually it's going to catch up to the guy and so uh after all you know obviously i think it's seven flagrant fouls it's fifth or i think it's seven flagrant fouls i'm pretty sure that you get suspended for a game uh i, I forget what the technical i think the technicals are seven as well for the playoffs but either way uh draymond suspended so for me uh as i was talking to you off air um this is really a perfect scenario uh, for what I would be looking for because I obviously have said I want the Warriors to win the series, which is dumb w- because because nobody likes LeBron James. But uh, Draymond Green is also someone that we don't like either. That I Pretty don't like. Hateful. I don't um, know who you like on the Warriors besides Andre, I like everyone on the Warriors. Andre besides, Iguodala. I like every other player on the Warriors besides Draymond Green. You like Sean Livingston. I, how can you not like Sean Livingston? He's a dork. <laughs> Sean, you I, like Barbosa. I like all these guys on the Warriors besides Draymond. You like Steph Every Curry. Every one of them. I like Steph Curry. There's no reason not to like Steph like? Curry. Like? We mean there's no reason not to like. There's I mean, a lot of reasons. I mean, const- you can construct reasons not like not you to like Steph Curry. You can construct reasons to dislike LeBron James well, too. That is true, but those reasons are are much more valid. No, so. for you they are, not for other people. Well, for I for a lot more people than than not, I believe. Mm. Uh, so, but whatever. Hey, we'll I, see. We'll yeah, see. We'll see. I mean, LeBron's gonna go to two and five in the finals. Um, they will find ways to make excuses for LeBron. I will say that. Uh, um, Verjao, come on. I don't. I don't like Verjao okay, very much. Okay, there so there's go. another guy on the words I don't like. Finally, uh, that's just common sense. Yeah, not to like Verjao. I'm trying. I'm trying to look at their bench. I don't. I don't love Azili either. I'm not crazy about him. And, I don't. I don't dislike him. Okay. Okay. But um, moving on. Moving so, on. So, uh, any other? T- any other? Let's see. Any other thoughts on that? The game's you, not over, so we can't really. The game's not over. We shouldn't talk about. Oh, it too the, much. the the one question that uh, I have for you: so Draymond Green can't be in the arena, which you had cited. You saw the stat on this. It's a yep. hundred fifty thousand dollar fine if you're in the arena when you're suspended. Yep. Uh, for a game that you're suspended for. So the question to you, and I'll 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 give my take as well. If your team is up ten points in the fourth quarter, five ten five eight minutes left, let's say it looks like it looks like a good chance you're going to win the game yep. and win the NBA title. Are you paying $150,000 to be in the arena with your teammates for the win, or are you going to bite the bullet and not be in there for the celebration and maybe get in there later whenever you're allowed to be, uh, but keep the $150,000 in your pocket? If you're Draymond Green. Who if makes you're Draymond Green makes. at this point in your career, no. That's a dumb, dumb thing to do is pay $150,000 so that you can be there just before. Because you get to come in when the buzzer goes off. The game's over. Right. You but, can enter but, the arena. Yeah, you can. I mean, yeah, it takes but you by the time you get to the court, yeah, yeah it's yeah, settled whatever, down a whatever. little. But you beat the Cleveland Cavaliers last year. You already have a ring. You won one year ago. Like you, you understand the celebration. You, you don't need to be there while the confetti's going off. Just get in the, get in the pictures, basically. Um, I mean, he deserves to be suspended. I, I. Oh, I agree. I don't care what he does. It, who, who? I could care less if he's in the stadium or not, because. Um, Cleveland's going to win, so who cares? 
Um, no, I would not pay that money, especially. I mean, if it was my first time in the finals, if it was, if it, if it was a different situation, like I I was, I was, uh, I didn't win last year. I, I beat my arch rival. Whatever you had to be in there, but yeah. So I, this is just a repeat of last. I season. agree with most of that. Um, had they not won seventy three games, um, I'm 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 paying the money. I'm going to be in there if I make. Fifteen million dollars a year. I'm paying one hundred fifty thousand dollars to be in there. Yeah, for the seven, I mean, it's seventy-three. All, it's all relative season. to the money he makes, and it's a ton. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, that's that, but that's that's what I meant though. It's like that's an insane amount of money. But is that the threshold that's going to keep that guy out of the arena when the buzzer goes off? It's it's interesting to know. I'm I'm curious. I, I'm very, I'm curious to see if they end up winning the game. Yeah, so. it's a good question. I I wouldn't pay one hundred fifty thousand dollars so that I could. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. But if I, I mean, was Jeff Green, I would. Paying that money doesn't mean you sit on the bench. It means you sit in the suite. It means you like uh, walk in the stadium. Oh yeah, yeah. But I. But I'm saying I'm under the assumption you can be on the court as like the you know within the minute after the game is over. You're in. The, yeah. Let's say you're sure. in the tunnel. You're in the tunnel. Sure. Right. So. Either way, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if we're well. We won't be talking about the ongoing series next week because for sure it'll be over by then, no matter what happens. But. Because uh, I believe Game Seven would be Sunday if it if it went the distance. I'm not positive on that, but either way, we'll see what happens uh, with this one. But uh, either way, the Warriors looking to close it up in Game Five tonight. So uh, that's it for sports. The only last thing, uh, unfortunately, we will make the note of it is that the sports world lost two legends last week. Uh, once at the beginning of the week, and once later in the week with Muhammad Ali. Uh, I think at the very beginning of last week, maybe it was last weekend. I think uh, passing away, and then Gordy Howe passing over this weekend. Uh, legends in boxing and hockey. Um, sad to see them go. Uh, they they were they were old, but um, two of the best that have ever done it in each of their sports. Maybe the best for each one. So agreed. Uh, so now moving to the second quarter, we have trivia, and you can start it out with the first clue. All right. So everyone knows how trivia works. Uh, the clues are going to get progressively easier. Um, this is one person, male or female. Um, we're going to give you clues in order. Uh, you try to guess it as soon as you can. So. First clue, this person was born January 17th, 1964. Their age is 52 years old, and they were born in Chicago, Illinois. So January 17th, 1964, 52 years old, Chicago, Illinois. All right, so 52. Second clue, at Princeton, she majored in sociology, and she got her law degree from Harvard. All right. While... At her law firm, she met her husband, uh, but her first impression of her now famous husband wasn't great. She'd seen his photo in the law firm directory and thought he had a big nose. Big nose. Big nose husband. Clue number four. Within the family, her nickname is Mish. All right, next clue. Probably getting close now, but her secret service code name is Renaissance. 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 So when they talk about this person, Secret Service uses the code Renaissance. Pretty cool code name. Clue number six, and if you haven't gotten it by now, hopefully you have. Uh, she has been married since October 1992, and the couple has two young daughters, Malia and Sasha. Um, and that is, of course, Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama, the first lady. The first lady. Um, also, another fun fact. Uh, at 5'11", she's tied for the tallest first lady with Eleanor Roosevelt. Ah, Just nice. another fun fact. I, I, <laughs> that, I, that clue might have given it away. That would have given away at any point, so I didn't include it, but I right. thought it was fun to note. Makes sense. We makes were looking sense. up Michelle Obama facts. Yeah, she also makes Barack do the dishes, 
Which yes, was, which that would too. have also been kind of a giveaway. Of a which clue. is unconfirmed. 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 Yeah, yeah. It, was on, were, it was on a website that said 50 things you didn't know about Michelle Obama. He's the president of the United States. I'm sure someone else does yeah. the dishes. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe before he became president. That, that's probably what it was. She never did the dishes. He definitely doesn't do the dishes now. There's no way. No, he so. does He does America's dishes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that wraps up the second quarter trivia and moves us into the third uh, which is Game of Thrones. So uh, last night, and, or sorry, Sunday night, uh, last night for us, two nights ago for you guys, uh, Game of Thrones, the third to last episode airs. So uh, we'll start with, I guess, the main storyline that we had kind of talked about with Murph a little bit, which was Arya. Arya. Um, there was two fan theories, and it looks like one of them might have been accurate. Um, not exactly the way maybe it had been drawn up, yeah, but it, it seems it, on the right path anyway. I, I honestly wish it was a bit more like staged so i i agree i i, I would have liked and we talked about this last time we the two theories were either they're the like some crazy theory like they're the same fight person club type theory. fight club yeah like they're the same person or she's wearing the mask of the other person whatever that one wasn't true this one was that was she was duping them she was trying to trick them into like some sort of trap yeah um that turned out only to be true like as a backup, backup, it's, backup plan for her, it seemed. Yeah, well, it's, it, at least it's yeah. They so it was kind of vague because that was uh, like the, the jumping and hitting all those. It was very drawn out. If that was, it's kind yeah. of not believable. It was so drawn out because she, you, you didn't expect it. If you believed in that theory, you didn't expect at the beginning of this episode that she would be literally bedside, like taking drugs, like. It didn't seem like that was a staged stabbing at that point. Yes, you know? correct. Um, now at the same time. Throughout the process, they do like have these little hints where she's like leaving blood trails and stuff. Well, that's the end of it. That's that's like, but, but that yeah, exactly. It almost that. seems like she, her jumping off that thing and rolling down fifty stories of fruit. <laughs> yeah, was not like she didn't plan that. She's not like, oh, perfect. Yeah. It's all coming. Yeah. To, it's all coming together. Right, and the and the the piece that had tied it together to make people think that she might have staged it was in the in I guess now it's two episodes ago she had been talking to that lady with at the play yeah and had been talking about how to make things look real and like you know basically getting some acting lessons and so it did make a little bit of sense but it doesn't it was so, more so, it was more just like and oh I it almost seemed like an accident yeah and that's oh, why and that's where I agree with you that I almost wish it was more staged because it yes. seems like that's kind of. It's like essentially what the what the storyline was, but like it wasn't really done on purpose, kind so, of. So I think the best part of that whole scene was the waif. I guess we're calling her. We don't have, we, the girl. Yeah. The other girl with no name um, is chasing after her, Arya, like the the Terminator, <laughs> literally like the movie Terminator, where she's she's like walks slowly whenever she gets the chance to, and then whenever Arya runs, she like runs and like pushes people to the side and like has no there like nothing can stop her. It was pretty intense, yeah. but like kind of comical. <laughs> I, I couldn't take the wave very seriously. And yeah. I'm glad she's dead. That yeah. was that was, she was a terrible character. She'd run her course, I think. Yes. She um, was done with the show. Yeah, for sure. So I think uh and also it eliminates the theory immediately as you start watching that scene because she is interacting with all the people. But and in fairness to that theory, at the, up to that point she did kind of not interact with anyone. Um, except for Arya, pretty much, you know, you know, during those scenes, it, she and she would, you know, vanish out of nowhere during the fight scenes. So it, it was somewhat plausible that she was, in some way, not totally real. Whether it was the Fight Club thing or not, you know, that's a little bit of a stretch. But something funny was going on. But then she's she's plowing people over when she's the Terminator. She's running through yeah. the streets, like knocking people over. Everyone's like aware of the scene. So 
at that point in time, you know that she's real and and she's entering this, you know, what appears to be the trap that Arya sets. And so, uh, you know, at the end, at least the end of it was good. I think I think the the last part where she lures lures her in basically and uses her blind fighting skills to her advantage, or at least that's what we can presume. Yes, um, is good. And now now Arya is headed back to her home. It looks like she's she's done with the faceless stuff she's like no I'm, I'm out i kind of so here's my question it's that's a very cool storyline like the faceless men being able to, to change your face like she went blind for a while it's a very cool overall storyline but is she heading back to westeros with like nothing was it all just like kind of seems that nothing way. which is kind of like i, mean, I, she, I wanted her I guess she was trained a bit yeah but, like... but you need you need like a story you need in, in shows like this, you need one storyline to take like a ninety degree turn, and hers seemed to be doing that. She she seemed to be like, all right, I'm going to become like a faceless man or whatever they're called. Like, yeah, and that would be her new. Now she's like, oh no, I'm Arya. She's kind of back to square one. I'm back, yeah, I'm yeah. the same old person. Thanks for the past two seasons. Yeah, right. Um, so that's the only thing that bothers me about that whole storyline. Yeah. I, I think it. I mean, it would be a little disappointing if if the if the whole the faceless man just is not a thing in the show anymore. It's kind of, it kind of would, yeah. It'd like, be one of those things that would, that sometimes in shows can frustrate you where you've committed time and invested interest in something and then it goes nowhere. It's, it's a dead end. And yeah. It, it seems like anywhere. a dead end for her. Like, yeah. And, and you can't yeah. even remember really why she's there. Like, yeah, she had the coin from the, like, it's all kind of just back to the beginning for her. And I don't love that. Yeah. Um, but well, I mean, we'll see, we'll, we'll see where, what, where she's headed and, and what happens now? I mean, yeah. There, there's still her her interactions with that lady in the play. I don't know if she'll see her again at any point. So she's dead. Oh yeah, that's she's right. Super that's right. dead. She's very dead. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So and so that whole that whole crew of people there is is kind of at a dead end as well. So, yeah. um. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with Arya. But um, the storyline's been intriguing. But at this point, uh, fearing a dead end on that one. So yeah. Uh, so that's the Arya storyline. Then we had two big bowls that we were looking forward to that we talked about with Murph. It looks like we're going to get one of them and we're going to be robbed the other one. So we'll start with the one that it looks like we are not going to get, which is Clegane Bowl. Uh, everybody had expected that there would be a trial by combat and uh, Tom and Baratheon comes out this episode and says, no more trial by combats. It's stupid. That's dumb. It's inhumane. It's not, we're not going to do it that way. We're going to go back to the old way. I miss trial by combat already. Yeah. So... Uh, I don't know what the mountain's purpose is anymore in the show because <laughs> um, yeah. they're not going to do a trial by combat. Uh, and uh, Clegane is is kind of being a badass over in his other group, but we don't know where this is headed now because it, it it had been introduced as though he was going to fight for the faith, and it seemed like that no, was kind of going to happen. He's definitely joining the Brotherhood. I think I think eventually they'll fight. I, I don't. I, I kind of think it seems like they've built it to happen, and, and it will at some point too. I just don't know now in what zombie in what mount, context. Zombie <laughs> Mountain versus Broken Hound. Yeah, sounds so. like a good matchup. Um, so so we get denied that, um, but the trailers for next week look like we will get uh, what Murph deemed Bastard Bowl, which is Jon Snow versus Ramsay Bolton uh, and their respective armies. Uh, and judging by the the hints from next week. It looks like this is that episode you get every season that has that the, massive, the big battle yeah, scene. Yeah, the penultimate episode. Love the penultimate episode. Um, I'm kind of interested. I, I saw in the uh, previews that it's not like a siege. It's not an attack on Winterfell. It's right. It's like two a armies in the open, neutral Se- ground. <laughs> seems like something went wrong on Ramsay's end because yeah. he has a whole castle to defend. 
Um, That's true. I'm looking forward to it. I don't want a reboot of, I think it was season two, The Battle of the Blackwater, um, which is just your penultimate episode is just a big, huge battle. It's very energetic. It, it's exciting, but it's not like a Red Wedding type surprise. Yeah, right. Um, so hopefully something big happens. I don't want to say, like, I hope Jon Snow or Ramsey Bolton dies because I obviously hope Ramsey Bolton dies. But, <laughs> yeah, right. But you want to see, like, this is the second to last episode. You want to see something big. So, yeah, something. Um, and it can't just be, like, a huge battle. Cool, what's next, you know? Yeah, I think we'll see something big. I think we have to. I, I think those two storylines at this juncture can't kind of cop out and die the way a couple of these other ones have. Like, River Run was a little bit anticlimactic, and... uh the trial by combat being canceled basically is a little bit anticlimactic. So, so they built up a lot, and this but, is one of the ones that is left that can still have a huge bang, you know. So I think, I think we're going to see something, and it, it, this is one of the interesting ones where it's really no questioning who everyone's rooting for. You know, it, it's one of those battles where and it's it makes like me everyone wants Jon Snow to win, and that makes you that terrified. That makes you Game terrified because they're like, this is the perfect time for them to kill Jon Snow. Yeah. But again, this ties us back to what we talked about with the show having passed the books. This is the perfect time for Jon Snow to die in a book. But in a TV show, being written for TV, it's interesting to know what's going to happen this time. Because TV, you can never, Game of Thrones is never in danger of losing viewers at this stage. But but if you picture it in like a, a regular show sense, a regular show would be actually in danger of losing viewers if they were to have Ramsey Bolton win and Jon Snow die. And again, just if it was a show that was in like season one of some new show that was on ABC, yeah. if this same scenario was happening, they would need to have Jon Snow win because everybody would be would be angry and stop watching it if Ramsey Bolton won. Correct. So I'm obviously that's not that doesn't apply to Game of Thrones, but in a in a very uh, subtle way, the TV, like we said, the TV writing could have an impact on on what happens in that battle because it's you know it's it's not the George R. R. Martin kill everyone show anymore we talked about that the the main characters the big name actors they've been safe for a lot of the season Jon Snow came back to life after he was dead yes so um you know it's things like that that you know the tv writing has an impact and I think that could be a sliver of hope that Jon Snow's army is gonna I mean I'm fine with Game of Thrones becoming a tiny bit more predictable (laughs) like at at, when in this show do you want something to happen and it just happens yeah. Not often. So it would be a big surprise to everyone if something good happened. Just that, happened. That you wanted yeah. to happen. It would, it would almost be as a big of surprise. Like, right now, we kind of expect Jon Snow, or, like, we expect terrible things to happen. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, a great job by the writers and, and George R. R. Martin and, and everyone involved in the Game of Thrones to make the audience think the worst every time something happens. Yeah. So that a normal TV show happening type thing would be ridiculous. Like Jon Snow surviving this episode would be <laughs> yeah. like, what? Yeah. That's crazy. Right. When in any other show, it would be totally normal. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty much it for this week's episode. I guess uh, Daenerys makes an appearance at the very end uh, of the episode when Marine is under attack. Um, that's her first appearance in two episodes, I yeah. think. I don't think she was in the previous episode. Well, um, she, she wasn't the previous, but she was... Oh, yeah. So like... Or, or yeah, one full episode, and, and then, then uh, almost the yeah. second full episode went by before she made an appearance, and it was yep. extremely brief. She was only on the screen for ten seconds when she walks in, and she said, "Obviously, you, she's coming in hot with this in the in the battle. She flies in with dragons on top says, of the hey pyramid." Guys, so check it out. I got <laughs> something to show you. Yeah, <laughs> I got something to show you outside. Tell everyone to grab their phones. It's pretty tight. <laughs> so I'm gonna um, I'm gonna burn all these ships. Check it out. 
So she uh, obviously is primed to have a role in, in next week's penultimate episode as well. So, uh, and I think and Murph actually told us last week that uh, these three episodes were going to be three of the longest uh, runtime episodes in Game of Thrones. I mean, all what the does seasons. that mean? Like an hour and ten minutes well, instead of yeah. fifteen minutes? Well, yeah, but I mean, in a show like Game of Thrones, I feel like that can make a big difference when you're getting close to the end of the hour and there's still fifteen, or you, I guess you don't know how much is left, but. Um, if there's still a decent amount of time left and, and those things get pressure packed into the end when, when tensions are high. So we're going to have to get some more snacks. Yeah, we're going to need it. Yeah. We have to factor that in when we're buying them for next week. So, uh, so that's it for game of Thrones. We'll, uh, obviously be recapping the penultimate episode next week. Maybe we'll have uh, a guest on to discuss that with us, uh, whether it's Murph or someone else. So, uh, that's it for the third quarter and brings us into the fourth, which is huge. A, Big, big bunch of stuff. So big bunch you can, of stuff. You can start with your favorite one first, and then we can go through three other Bung. random topics. All right. So, obviously, everyone's favorite topic, Taco Bell news. Um, so, as we mentioned last week, Taco Bell is giving away free Doritos Locos Tacos if uh, in the Steal a Game, Steal a Taco Challenge, which means if any team in the NBA Finals takes a game away. So, if any away team takes a game against the home team, uh, and that happened. Last game, the uh, Golden State Warriors beat the Cleveland Cavs at home. So that means all of America gets a free Doritos Locos taco. And I'm about to give you that info, so hold tight. Get your pens out. Get your uh, notepad out. Get your iPhone notes. Uh, because you get your free Dor- Doritos Locos taco on June 21st from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or whatever, I, I think actually 2 p.m. to 6 p.m., whatever time zone you're in. So that's, yeah, so June 21st is one week from podcast air day, which is Tuesday the 14th. We're recording this on Monday. But a week from Tuesday the 14th is June 21st, 2 to 6 p.m. So that's you a can, Tuesday. So you how can, are you going to do it? You can literally listen to the podcast while eating free tacos. On the day it's on released. On the day it's released. On the 21st. So episode 26 comes out on the on June 21st. That'll remind you to get a free taco at Taco. We'll probably Bell. talk about it in that episode. I'll see you there. Yeah, because that because I'm going. I'm gonna. Take, How are you gonna do it? Take the day off work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that that's a fair answer to that question. So that's um, easy enough. The, I'm a little disappointed that Taco Bell didn't double down and say that there's a free taco for every road game that gets one. What if the Cavs win tonight? I'm I, think a, I want might. two tacos. I think I'm not ruling that out. Is that I, I is don't that think part of the promotion? Do you know? I haven't read the full rule book. Mm. All right, but I'm I'm guessing it's we might need possible. to find that out for next week if they if the Cavs win a game on the road here. Oh, I'll find it out. All don't right, worry cool. about it. So, so there's the Taco Bell news. Short but sweet. Uh, big important news there. June 21st, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Free Doritos Locos Tacos. There it is. So, uh, next random point we have here is some news that came out today in the tech industry. Uh, Microsoft is about to buy LinkedIn for $26.2 billion. It's a lot of What's money. What's your reaction to that? My reaction is, it's like, wow. <laughs> uh, anytime a number that yeah, big shows up anywhere, it's kind of depressing. It's crazy. It's like, it's like weird to think that like m- things are being like I buy, I buy lunch. It's like ten bucks. I'm like, that's so yeah. expensive. Yeah. And then the Clippers got bought for two billion dollars, yeah. and I was like, oh, holy crap! You're like, holy crap! Now LinkedIn's being bought for twenty six point two billion dollars. I'll be honest, I don't think LinkedIn's worth twenty six point so, two billion dollars. So Snapchat maybe, <laughs> not so, LinkedIn. So uh, 
top of my head, I totally agree. But but then I realized that I find myself saying that every time one of these happens. Every single the Facebook bought WhatsApp. I think I don't remember the amount that they bought it for, but I remember saying, "Holy crap, that's that's insane! How much they bought that for?" And same thing with Instagram and then the offers on Snapchat. And you know, I think they sound crazy, but um, from with the brief amount that I was reading about it so far, I guess Microsoft's uh, approach on this is that they're they're looking at basically Microsoft Office, which is kind of their big thing, obviously, with professional uh, environments a, and everything. It's a good play. And tying it it's together a, with LinkedIn. Because every professional uses Microsoft Office. Like, right. if, if, you, if you're not using Outlook at your job, it's you're kind of like the minority. You're, you're not... Extreme minority. Not, yeah, not yeah. kind of the minority. Definitely yeah. minority. And it's yeah. kind of hard to work with companies that do. Yeah. So if you can integrate... LinkedIn, some I don't know how they're going to do I it. Don't, I don't. I don't know those details at all. But but I, but you know, I just in reading the high level of it, it was it looked like that's their, at least the approach they've talked about in their public press releases or and whatnot is that the idea is that they want to streamline those technologies together. Um, so it's interesting. I, but like, I it'll. But like, what do you use LinkedIn for? Like, I mean, <laughs> how will you integrate it into like there? Yeah, I, it's. I, I, this has been discussed by minds more brilliant than mine and so like i i obviously can't conceptualize yeah. what the idea behind it is but yeah it, it's it, linkedin is just it doesn't i mean maybe it's because we're a younger generation or we're like a facebook generation like yeah. we need to be like posting or like update like linkedin is basically just a you store information there yeah. about yourself yeah you don't and, do much and, and i think that a bunch of the stuff in that goes beyond what we know in that Link it, it's it maybe it's not about how often we use LinkedIn, you know, and and what we you can do on LinkedIn, but just the fact that everyone has one, and, and or you know every the the Microsoft Office users have one, and, and that that you know there's a ton and ton of data that goes with it, and they'll own all that data basically that they yeah it might just be like the a, rights a, to a data scrape yeah and so yeah exactly and and I think I read something about them using that to uh using that data to improve Cortana, which is like the Yuck. The Siri equivalent for Windows or whatever. Stupid so, name. Yeah, it's a terrible name. But um, so yeah, so so all of that goes into it. But either way, just figured we mentioned that mind mind blowing numbers that you see in the headlines anyway. Twenty six point two billion dollars. Uh, the interesting thing that I did also read is that that price uh, equals out to a fifty percent premium on, on what LinkedIn stock closed at on Friday. Um, so pretty pretty high premium they're paying to buy the company. Um, so just, again, just interesting, very high number. We'll see what happens with it moving forward. Mm. Um, so next topic, very random as well. Book corner, the book corner, <laughs> which you the cozy coined, coined this week, <laughs> the cozy book corner. Um, so I've been, I've been part of an actual book club for about six months now yep. or quote unquote six books. It, whoever, however long it takes to read each book. Um, and Derek is getting into the book game. Got a book. He got a book. He bought a book. <laughs> Read a book. Um, tell the people about your book, Derek. Yeah. So I. Uh, but don't I'm, tell. I mean, you're halfway. I mean, yeah, yeah. I haven't even read it all yet. So. Yeah. But yeah, Redemption Roads, the name of the book. It's by John Hart. Got some good ratings on uh, on Goodreads. Goodreads so, is huge. Goodreads is huge. Goodreads yeah. is a great website. It is. It, they have they have good lists. You know, that's kind of how I picked them. I was looking through like crime thriller type books is what I was interested in to get back into it. Um. For me, reading books is totally dependent on liking the book. I mean, like I like I know you in the in your book club, and we were talking about this. Don't like a lot I'm not, of. Books. I'm not ready for it yet because I actually don't think I could read a book that I don't like. A lot at, of at books this, you at don't this like. stage. At this that's, stage, that's what happens. So for me, it's all about liking the book. So so far, it's good. It's crime thriller. It's you know, uh, 
I can't give too much more info on it without spoiling stuff. And but uh, no, don't it, tell. It's, just it's a plot about revenge and and crime and and mystery and things that you gotta think about and figure out. So it's interesting. I like it. And uh, now you can you, you're you're reading the book too. That's yeah. got some crazy so, ending. So you're talking this about. month's book club for me book club book is Big Little Lies by uh, I don't know if it's Leanne or Lane, but it's Leanne or Lane Moriarty. Um, she also wrote The Husband's Secret, number one New York Times bestseller. Um, very, very book club book. It's, if I was a middle school, if I was a mom who had a child in like kindergarten through sixth grade, this would be the best book I've ever read in my life. Um, it's very interesting, well written, but it's just a total book club book. (laughs) At the end, I think there's questions that says like, what to discuss at the end of the book? (laughs) Um, but overall, good book so far. Um, we'll, we'll give it avocados and dragon fruits when we're done with them. Yeah. Um, but just a note, we are reading books now. If yeah. you have good recommendations, we're always looking oh, yeah, for recommendations. For sure. um, I actually have to pick one of the book club books coming up. So if you have any good recommendations, any fiction recommendations, yeah, that would be Maybe helpful. I can finish in time to give a recommendation. Maybe mind. I'll throw on Redemption Road. Redemption Road. I do have one question as a new book person. Sure. Is every book that was ever written a New York Times bestseller? Yes. Okay, I just wanted to clarify Every that. single one is a New York Times bestseller. Okay, because every book says that the author is a best si- best-selling author. So yeah. All you have to sure. do is sell one book because then you are <laughs> selling the best, like you are the bestseller of, of, of that book that you've ever been. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was just making sure. Yeah. Um, so Book Corner could, uh, could Cozy Book here. Corner. Cozy Book Corner. Sorry, I keep messing that up. It's, it's just his Book Corner. Yeah, notes. well, you're That's not why. using your brain. <laughs> Cozy Book Corner. Um, and last topic, you added this one. I'll let you take it. I'm not, I'm not too versed it. on it. I don't know anything about it, but I want to know more about it. Um, Hamilton the Musical. It's blowing up. I've I've only heard about it in the past week or so, but apparently it's the highest selling musical in the past like X amount of years. It's it sold out for months. Um, it's It won 11 Tony Awards at the Tonys a day ago. <laughs> Um, which is a lot of awards. I don't even know what kind of award. Like, what even awards <laughs> do you give no, out? I I don't know. I have no clue. I don't anyway. know anything about the Tony um, Awards. It's a hip hop rap musical about Alexander Hamilton. So there's that's the shtick. Like that's the elevator the appeal. pitch. That's the elevator pitch. Um, and it is apparently the best musical in the past. Like it's one of the best wow. musicals ever written. Apparently, it's getting all this press. Yeah. Um, it's intriguing to great me. Great music. Uh, I would love to hear uh, any hip-hop song about Alexander Hamilton sounds good to me. So, um, Hamilton the Musical, we'll, we'll dive, uh, we'll delve a bit deeper into it when we learn more about it. <laughs> know anything about it. That's yeah. the new hot musical on the streets. So, if you guys are looking yeah. for hot new musical news, you've come to the right place. So, Hamilton the Musical is <laughs> perfect. Is the new, yeah. is the new hot It's stuff. a groundbreaking fourth quarter here. Yeah. We have a tech update, a cozy book corner. And a musical discussion. And Taco so, Bell News. And Taco Bell News. And free tacos. <laughs> yeah. So a lot happening in the fourth quarter, uh, but that unfortunately ends the fourth quarter, so nothing else to talk about uh, in this week's fourth quarter, which brings us to the final drive where you, as usual, will elect to kick off or receive. You made a football metaphor. I will receive the kickoff. All right. All right. So huge news in uh, overtime final drive news. Mike Posner's back. So remember the you think you're cooler than me guy? Yeah. He had one he's a one hit wonder. Mike Posner. He was a one hit wonder. Was a one hit wonder. Now he's like a twelve hit wonder because his new CD is Fire Flames. 
Um, yeah, so he's back. Took a pill in Ibiza. Everyone's heard it. He basically wrote that song about being a one-hit wonder, which is kind of ironic because it's a huge song, way bigger than the other song ever was. Um, blew him up. So now he's weirdly a two-hit wonder because of his one-hit wonder song. Um, took a pill in Ibiza. He actually wrote an acoustic version of Took a Pill in Ibiza. Spectacular. It's it's probably better because Took a Pill in Ibiza is a very s- sad song. Sad song. Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually about a sad song. <laughs> Um, he's very meta. He's very meta. But it, it sounds much better as a as a an acoustic like yeah, sad which guitar song than it does an EDM song. Um, also, hot new track, Mike Posner, buried in Detroit, featuring Big Sean. He's got some some big names on the new yeah. album. I think he's got a song with Kanye. He's got a song with Big Sean. Um, he's got some stuff coming out. So Mike Posner yeah. might be back. And and buried in Detroit is the song underneath this. So yes, buried in Detroit hear, is. Go look is, it up if you want to hear it. Full it's quality. the song you're listening to right now. So I'm going to give it two, three, five seconds to listen to it. I don't know if that was a good section or a bad section. We won't know, but it's fine. But the song's really good. So listen to the whole thing, uh, and that's it. So my my final drive is Mike Posner. I I was not a big fan of. You think you're cooler than me? I didn't love that song. The new album's great. There we go. Mike Poser is back and no longer a one-hit wonder. Uh, he was only a one-hit wonder for like six years. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so my final drive is uh, in the week before the NBA draft is going to be happening. We talked about NBA but didn't talk about the draft. So I'm interested in it because the Celtics have the number three pick. They've been hosting a bunch of guys for workouts. Uh, you know, Obviously, number three is very high beyond uh, ben Simmons and Brandon Ingram. It looks like it'll be their pick of anybody else in the draft. They hosted Jamal Murray from Kentucky, who was a three-point shooter for them. He was a freshman. Uh, and the, the, everybody, all the reporters were talking about it last week when they held him in for a workout. Apparently, he hit 79 out of 100 three-pointers in his workout, wow. uh, which broke the record, apparently, in the Celtics workout facility. Uh, everybody's going crazy about that. And then today, uh, another NBA reporter, not a Celtics local reporter, but a national NBA reporter, it was Jeff Goodman, I believe, um, tweeted that the Celtics worked out Buddy Heald in California, closer to where he was working out, uh, and Buddy Heald hit 85 of 100 threes in his workout for the Celtics brass today. Jeez. So, uh, shooter sharpshooters are putting on a good show for the Celtics who desperately need shooting. So, uh, interesting to see what happens. But my big takeaway, which I've talked about this before, I hope that they don't shy away from the senior because he quote unquote doesn't have the ceiling that the freshman has. Yeah. Um, Buddy Heald is is a proven winner. He's been improving his last four years in college. So, if they choose not to take him, I hope it's not because he's a senior and he's the incredibly old age of 22 and can't reach his potential. Um, I hope that's not the reason because seniors can be just fine in the NBA. So, that's it. Final drive, quick one on the Celtics draft workouts. Love it. So that's it for episode 25. 25% of the way there, quarter of the way to 100. Is 100 the goal? 100's, I mean, yeah, 100's a goal. It's a 100's a goal. lofty it's goal. A lot, it's, a, it's a lofty goal. It's so a lot of podcasts. It's it's a lot. So we'll see. Maybe we'll get to 100. But either way, we're a quarter of the way there. So Cool. Uh, so that's it for 25. We'll see you next week for 26 as we have the Taco Bell free tacos that we can remind you about wow. then. Uh, and until then, we'll see you guys next week. Later days. Chris McLaughlin.